You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. of the world's team on blogging the boys network in partnership with sb nation i am meg murray and i'm joined as always by paul stewart hey paul how's it going not too bad not too bad uh we're getting forever more closer to the nfl draft and more and more i am just have no idea what are we going to do in this draft this year no idea we're getting to the point where the word mock draft like makes me want to jump off of a bridge. Yeah, like of all the match drafts I've seen so far, it's so varied. Like there's just there's no consistency what we're doing for the draft. Like there's tight ends, there's offensive linemen, there's trade backs, there's we might pick up a wide receiver just for the hell of it because it's a Jerry pick. We might go defensive tackle if one of the guys falls down and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> Options are endless, but I will say, you guys, if Jerry is not on the super yacht, um, this I don't think the pick is going to be as as spicy as you all think it is. There's something about being on the open sea that makes that man want to like, you know, get a high round like wide receiver that you weren't expecting. You know? Yeah, I mean. Likes in the tight ends and stuff like that. I mean, there's a couple of names that have been thrown about in the equation of Dalton Kincaid from Utah and Michael Meyer from Notre Dame, two guys that would actually be fantastic for the Cowboys. Um, that would probably be the most, like, the, the big Jerry pick, I would say, because it does add an extra firepower to the offense massively mm-hmm. um, to what we've already got in the wide receiver course. So, but... Are we want to kind of go in that direction or do we want to be more thinking in the longevity in terms of protecting Dak, get him an offensive lineman, or do we want to even increase the damage of a Dan Quinn offense? So again, it just kind of goes back to what we're saying. It's like the, the options are endless in this year's draft because we've done so well in this off-season and uh, like re-signing players and bringing players in from free, free agency and stuff like that so um again it just feels weird to, like i know we keep saying this for the past couple of reasons it just feels weird that we feel in this position because there's not obviously left guard as we keep mentioning <laughs> week by week is the biggest need that we do have when you really break it down to in our but, humble opinions, yes. In our yeah, yeah, in our humble opinion, Chris, it is Chris obviously like we mentioned again before, likes a kind of a government's gone and etc. And left yeah. guard is probably the, the biggest hole of all the positions we have, but it's not like a crying need. We have brought offensive linemen in, but 
are they going to be sustainable enough to be part of the starting role as a left guard? Have you just brought them in as a rotational piece or backup? We don't know. So, but I still think we should actually really double down on offensive line in this year's draft. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think we've just been we've been beating this drum for a while now. So this, know, this doesn't it, surprise it, to no one. It, it kind of feels like the the, the introduction to the Wolves team for the past couple of weeks feels like yeah. it's almost the same spiel uh-huh. that, <laughs> and we're like we're, we're trying to find the uh, use words other than interesting because we've that seems to be our goal word for the uh, for a wee while. We've not used that. We uh, to be fair, we've not used that in a couple of weeks. So it's a uh, yeah. It's kind of feeling like Groundhog Day on this podcast at the very start. <laughs> well, let, before we can, we're going to travel down this road here. Um, but before we do that, um, what are you up to this weekend? I feel like people like to hear what you do on the weekends over there in Scotland. Um. Well, this weekend, a uh, my. Well, I won't be at the game. Um, my former football team, the East Coast Pirates, the the British Football America, so the British American Football Association League starts this weekend, and they are way down to Merseyside, which is Liverpool, to play the Merseyside Nighthawks. So, uh, I'll be watching that game live on stream. Uh, but other than that, I'll be doing some h- hiking. Nice. And you uh, yeah. enjoyed your last weekend with the Celtic taking a win, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. It was a marvelous victory, and it was just very nice to see the Blue Noses cry. So it was lovely. Sorry to sound very uh, strong opinionated on that, but I'm sorry. Rangers. It's, can... I mean, it's the same thing as like people really. Yeah, the yeah the... So I think exactly. Okay. Like, that's probably the best way to describe it. For me, yeah. Rangers are the equivalent to the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate both of them. They are terrible franchises, terrible organizations, and their fans are absolute dog war. <laughs> so. And you stayed away from all the madness by watching with your dad. Yeah, well, to be fair, my, my, <laughs> well, would you believe, would you believe me, my dad's the more animated one during a, a soccer game? Football, I would sorry, love football. to see that, honestly. Yeah, my dad's very, very opinionated when it comes to Celtic versus Rangers, very opinionated. It's like me, like, my dad's very, like, if he watches an American football game with me, he's like very like, so what does that mean? It's like, what does, how is that offside type of thing? And... But when it comes to him watching, like, like, and you know me, I'm very animated. Oh, what a pass! Oh, what, what a sack! <laughs> like, like that's me. Uh, I, I'm my dad's version watching American football. So it's, like, it's like pure, like yin and yang in a way. Oh, that's cute. I'm sure uh, that will be you down the road too. Once you get all those years under your belt of fandom, it's you start to just get louder. In my opinion, louder and a more shinier, boldier head. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. Ugh. Well, I love to hear that. I'm glad. Uh, it's. I'm glad you're. It's. Is this the first game of the British American Football League year? It is. It is. So yeah. there is five teams in this division. So there's. So it's two conferences: the North and the South. So rather than the AFC and NFC. It's just 
two conferences, north and south. Yeah. But if but the way how it kind of works is if you were the worst team, you get demoted into the smaller divisions. So you need to be the champion of the small divisions to get up to the top tier. So it's kind of a hybrid of how soccer works, how yeah. you work you work your way up to the bigger leagues. But at the same time, it's that same type. But they kind of work in the same format as American football, how the league stru- the actual game structures work. So it's a wee bit of a hybrid. So, and this year they've got Merseyside, Nighthawks, Edinburgh Wolves. Ooh, that's going to be a tasty game. Then there's Tamworth Phoenix, then the Leicester Falcons, then the Manchester Titans. So that's six teams. Wait, so. Manchester, Leicester, Tamworth, Edinburgh, Merseyside. Yes, yeah, so and East Coast. So six teams in the north, and there's six teams down south. So and I'll be perfectly honest with you, all the teams down south are primarily London teams, like the London Olympians, London. That is Warriors. a large city. It's yeah, it's massive. <laughs> it really is. Like, I'm, I, I couldn't even tell you who the other teams are going to be in. The South to uh, Southern Conference, so couldn't couldn't tell you. Don't, don't care. Yeah, who cares? You gotta be king of the north, right? King of the north. <laughs> I never even watched that show. So, in fact, it's funny that it's funny that you mentioned. It's funny that you mentioned it. In my uh, in the year we won our uh, Northern Conference Championship, I've actually got the uh, came out, like 2015 Kings of the North T-shirt with the. With our uh, emblem and stuff like that, with the East Coast Pirates logo on it. Nice. Nice. So, and for us, stupid hashtags on the back of the t-shirt, like just from random conversations, we just put it decide to put it in the back of it. <laughs> That's cute. Look at you guys right. over there, not having to uh, worry about the draft. That's just us. Uh, well, ho- ho- hopefully, I know it's it's for for me. Football is pretty much twenty four seven all year long. Because during the yeah. summer, it's the UK. During like during after the summer, like after the summer, it's NFL. Then after that, it's back to the UK. So it's like it's a constant cycle. That's nice. I mean, everyone should be watching uh, the Sea Dragons and the XFL. You know, just oh yes, the the Nucci, the Nucci <laughs> gang, the Nucci 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 gang. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna send that clip to him. Um, oh, oh. He'll be like oh, that crazy Scotsman. It's like, why did I meet him? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that guy. Um, anyways, you know, gosh. <laughs> when is the draft again? It's like the 26, 27. Or yes. Next, uh, I was I was really hoping it was next week in my head, and then I had to remind myself what day it is. You've actually just put doubt in my mind there. It's the, uh, Friday the twenty eighth. Oh, even better. It's farther away. <laughs> it's a couple, couple of days. Someday we'll be there. Yeah. So, so, so I don't. I, again, I don't. I, I we still need to speak to RJ what the plans are. Obviously, during draft weekend, if they if we're planning doing a show, we'll probably do like a post post reaction show. I think. Um. Actually, we'll need to double check. No, it's there's going to be like um, combination podcasts. He yeah, I thought literally that. just sent that out while we were talking here on this. But that will be announced soon, like who's going to be on it and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out. Um, they're going to post a schedule for everyone that wants to watch some live and post-draft coverage that weekend. 
Um, it's always a good time. It's always a good time to talk football. We're the best in the business. Exactly. Um, Speaking of, you know, some of the best in the business, um, Kyle Yeomans wrote an article um, that was kind of going over, you know, defensive needs um, Mm -hmm. in the draft. And I feel as though, like on our end at least, we've really been, you know, offense focused. Um, So it was kind of an interesting read to, you know, see who he thought would be a good fit and what position and why. Um, Was there any favorites of yours that he had mentioned on there? Yeah, like, so I'll read all the names he's mentioned. So he's mentioned Will McDonald, the fourth from Iowa State, who's an edge rusher. Interior defensive lineman Mazzy Smith from Michigan, linebacker D- Dalian Hanley from Washington State, uh, cornerback Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, and Jason Taylor II from Oklahoma State, who is a safety. Um, the player that really does stand out to me the most is obviously the linebacker Dalian Hanley from Washington State. Um, I like him a lot. Whether we want to keep adding more to the linebacker court, because we do have like Demon Clark, who's going to be coming like getting into his full full first proper full season. We don't know. There's a obviously there's a question mark with Jabril Cox. Is he actually going to play a game this year? Um, but we've also got Leighton Van Der Esch, who's just resigned. We've got Micah Parsons there. So um, I mean, it wouldn't be any harm to add another good linebacker in there, but. In terms of the other positions, there's Mazzy Smith from Michigan. It is a big need, but the reason I'm saying no to Mazzy Smith is because he's from Michigan. Not Because the last time we drafted a guy from the first round from Michigan was Tackle Charlton, and that really, that really bunned us. So I am... That kind of still stings me a little bit, and I'm, I'm trying to stay clear from Michigan players. Well, to be fair... I would argue that, you know, Michigan right now is much better in a better position than it was back when we drafted Taco Charlton. So, um, you know, I agree. It yeah. yeah. Quite yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah, I think it's just really the, I think it's just, you know, it's that weird feeling when you draft a player from a certain school yeah. and it, it, it just carries that along with them till the. So, like, Ohio like, State and Wisconsin for us? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and now I guess Penn State too. That's going to become kind of a place where Dan Quinn likes to spend some time. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, if we didn't sign Stefan Gilmore um, to, to to join to the Cowboys, the, the big talk would be talking about, like, Joey Porter Jr. Um, from Penn State, the cornerback. That would have been, that would have been the, the easiest pick if he's there at number 26, is having him, is that shut, like, I never shut down type of corner as well, so that, he would have been the guy, but our needs are, the goalposts have shifted in terms of needs now, so yeah. I don't I don't see us drafting a cornerback in the first round at all, so you can write off Emmanuel Forbes out of that equation, who just, uh, Kyle mentioned. Yeah, no, yeah. If it just feels like the cornerback position is pretty deep in this draft. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are some good cornerbacks. Again, and this is kind of where 
I'm uh, before we started re- uh, recording and that's ashes like we could talk about trade backs and stuff like that. It's like if we were to even trade back our first round and go into the second and get like extra picks, there's some really good cornerbacks you can get for better value in those yeah. second and third rounds that can actually be impactful players. So I'd be very I'll be very open to that. Yeah, I've I'd be interested to see how open they are to trading back. I don't see, if they have guys that are that they really like graded that they think they can get, I feel like they would make that move. Here's a bet for you. Like you know what I'm like one of my wild bets. Obviously I lost the bet from last year with the Tom Brady mm-hmm. scenario. You're welcome. My like yeah, you're very welcome, Meg. <laughs> You, you did get some nice Scottish chocolate and and uh, returns for that. To be fair, and, and scotch. Whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and whiskey. Yeah. yeah. So um, for this bet, if the Cowboys were to trade back, my guess would be it's going to be the Houston Texans getting back into the first round, rebuilding their franchise. At pick number That's three. A good guess. They're probably. Uh, no. I mean, it sounds like how many picks do they have right now? Uh, let me tell you right now. Um, do, 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 do. I just need to reload the page. It sounds get... like I mean, if they have the capital, they'll you know, I could see them definitely trying to get in there, maybe a few different ways. Okay, so they've got uh, the second round, sec- second pick overall, the twelfth pick overall, thirty three, sixty five, seventy three, one hundred four. They've got a lot of rate- late round draft picks and quite a lot of them are compensated picks. Um like it 188, 201, 203, 230 are all compensation picks. Or, or no sorry. No, they're, they're actually picks they picked up from trading, sorry. The only compensation pick they've got is two five nine in the seventh round. I do apologize. Yeah, I mean I enjoy them not being good. Um so I'm fine with whatever they choose to do because it hasn't been working out too hard. But, you know, they do have Dalton there, so we want to give him a shot. Um, probably someone yeah. let him throw to him would be nice. Because for me, yeah. it kind of makes sense in a way. If they're willing to move back into the first round, they've got two first rounds next year. Mm-hmm. Like, like they've, obviously, they got one from Cleveland with the whole... Um, yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Yep, thank you. And obviously, they've got their original uh, draft, uh, draft picks. So... If they were to come up and offer us next year's first round draft pick and their second round draft pick this year, I would take that for number twenty six. I would take that. You think they would take that for twenty six? For twenty six. Well, yeah, they're moving up eight places. Yeah. Or I'm maybe trying. Try I, to go I, higher, I, do you think? I don't know. Yeah, it just really depends who they go for. That's the problem. Yeah. But of all the teams I'm looking at right now, like. Like Kansas City, I don't see they don't really trade up unless it's like no. the last time they traded up was from Patrick Mahomes, and that was it. Um, yeah. Eagles, they're, they're not trading up. San Francisco, well, they might want to trade with us, they like to take our spot. So, true, true, just depends who's on the board again. It really depends who's on the board, etc. Right. But, but my bet, like my wild wild card bet is it's going to be the Houston Texans at pick number 33, trading back into the first. We'll get their second round pick next year's first round draft pick. And hey, maybe like... That's a good deal. And, maybe, and, and maybe get a... Well, out of their comp- 
one of their other picks, they've got maybe like 188 or 201 or something like that in the fifth and sixth round. I would take I would take that. Would you even take like a third instead of a second? No, I wouldn't take a third. No chance. <laughs> like, well, they, they, they would they are trading up from 33. That yeah. is their, that that is a second round draft pick. So oh, yeah, would get nice. that. but I don't see them giving up the third round. Like I think if it was the Texans, it'd be 33 this year. I would try and get 104, but I don't see that happening. It's probably we might get our fifth round pick back, the one we just gave the give it to them for Brandon Cooks. We might get that back. And for, for next year's first round, that would probably be the creme de la creme. <laughs> that would be great, actually. Um, and they're still paying for him too, so there you go. Yeah, it'll be like, like thanks, thanks for the free money, thanks for the free player, mate. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. See ya. Actually, we don't have to see them, so that's great. Um, okay, these are all interesting scenarios. I, I'm intrigued by the the moving around part because I mean, when you think about it, what there's how many first round grades are you gonna have? on on people because like yeah quite a lot of analysts have said there's probably up to about 18 to 22 real proper first round talents in this year's draft yeah. some of them anything after that and our good friend tom ryle from blogging the boys mm -hmm. he did he said it's like up to 20 anything after that there you're talking about a really like high-end second round draft pick basically so it's the only thing that really sells it is having a fifth-year option, really. That's the only thing you're trading up for, is getting that fifth-year option for a player, if you're really that keen on them. Yeah. I mean, so it, it really does make a lot of sense to make any moves that you can to, like, move back. If you still can get, like, a higher, like, second-round pick, then you have two. That's a great deal. I mean, I mean if Michael, like, like in this, here's an answer now. If Michael Meyer, the tight end, is there at 26, and and we didn't get any offers, then yeah, that would, for me, that would justify having him for the five year, like the, the fifth year option contract yeah. for that type of player, 100%. Because the guy is absolutely, I think he would be an absolute asset to the Dallas Cowboys. He'll give more than what Dalton Schultz has done, and he'll add some more uh, protection in terms of the run game as well for blocking as well. So, and even depending if they're doing full max protection, you can act like um, if he's just not if he's not on a route, he'll be there and help pass protection with the actual offensive line. So, I think he'll he'll be much more equipped for, to deal with that than uh, in the past tight ends we've had in the past couple of years. Yeah, he seems to be the popular pick when we talk about that mock draft word. Um, <laughs> well, I will say this for the ladies. You will like him. He is a good-looking lad. Yeah, I found this out today that he's good-looking. <laughs> I had no idea. I can't possibly comment, but I think from the ladies' eyes perspective, I mean, yeah, you, 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 uh, eye candy, gushing, like, like oh, my God. <laughs> 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 you think he'll uh, have a popular jersey to sell? Oh yes, well, abs absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All like, right. I've I was told that he like gives off 
um, Warner from Legally Blonde vibes, um, which, you know, is like preppy, douchey jock guy. Um, and, you know, ladies love it. So you could say he's like a very, very buffed up American football version of the late Paul Walker from Fast and Furious. Don't say that. Now I got to look him up. <laughs> I was so in love with Paul Walker. Oh, you, you, you're like, so you're doodling this right now, aren't you? I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I just took her word for it, really. So but, I was like, eh. yeah. Yeah, like, wait to hear the reaction here, folks. Wait to hear, hear Meg's reaction. And and for you ladies oh. are listening to this show as well. <laughs> but it doesn't... Oh, dear. Oh, well, what is the world's team coming to? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Oh wow, that job could kill a person. Okay. <laughs> Told you, it's like a jacked top uh, Paul Walker. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Wow. Okay. Oh, he even has a cleft chin. He's definitely a villain in like an '80s movie about football. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> good for him. As long as he doesn't have a butt chin like Uriah Faber from uh, the UFC, his butt chin's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he has enough jaw to fill out the rest of it. It's not too pointy. Yeah. Wow. Chiseled jaw is like the first thing I saw when I opened that. So. <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like Pat Tillman esque, isn't it? Yeah. Good Lord. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of... You... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't keep thinking about this for too long. Um, okay, so you sent me Mel Kuyper's um, mock yes, draft. The, Here we go yes. again, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. Yes, the infamous... The infamous yes, the infamous Mel Kuyper, who got made famous for getting absolutely roasted on national television by the Indianapolis Colts general manager all those years ago... Who is Mel Kiper anyway? That guy. The guy with a funny hairdo and the ridiculous glasses. The like, glasses, yeah, yeah. So, and <laughs> funny enough, he has selected for the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Meyer. Him and everybody else. <laughs> so, under um, his description, he mentions that, oh, well, there were don't shows left in free agency. The Cowboys never replaced them. Let's get Dak Prescott, a talented safety valve here. Meyer is the best all-round tight end in this class. He's not afraid to latch on to defenders and block. Don't discount his receiving upside either. He has 180 catches for 2,099 yards and 18 scores in three college seasons. He can be an outlet on crosses and hooks, and he'll pick up first downs after the catch. Dallas have also scouted the class best wide receivers, so keep an eye out on if one of those top guy drops. All right. From the man, from the from the man with the hair and glasses himself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be super surprised if that does come to fruition. Um, it it seems to be becoming the more popular choice right now. The way how things are with all analysts, like from CBS to ESPN to um, Fox Sports and stuff like that. Like we're seeing. Constantly see where Duncan Kincaid from Utah if he falls down, Michael Meyer, like it seems to be tight end, seems to be like the best player available pick, really. Yeah. 
And that's that's really what it is. This is the best best player available scenario because there is some good tight ends in the second round, like Sam Laporter from Iowa. Yeah, I love that guy to bits. Like, if we don't go tight end and that, really, and Laporta's there, he might be the second round pick. We don't know, but again, it's just it's this is what I'm getting so wound up with this year's draft, like. I literally have no sense of direction how Jerry and Steven are kind of going this year. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? They're doing, like, the, they're doing the quiet thing, which I hate. Yeah, because... Actually, I take that back. I love it, but I hate it because I want the tea. I want to know. Yeah. No it's, like we want, it's like, we want the juice. Yeah, like, I don't want everyone else to know what we're doing. So, yes, thank you for the being quiet for a minute but yeah i think the last time i kind of felt like we knew like the well i wouldn't say the last time we didn't know but the time we felt was though we knew we we're going to go for a certain position we went completely off ball with cd lamb yeah that's well like, like, he was on the super yacht so if he's on the super yacht we're going to do something feisty mm. if he's sitting in the war room see i didn't believe that hype until after that I didn't believe all that hype until that uh, that happened because I generally thought we were going to go for a defensive end that year because that was I the biggest think need. I yeah. I remember like wide receiver. Oh, what wasn't the it, I was like, everyone was like talking about Caleb on Chason, right? For that one. Yep. Yeah, no, no. Caleb on Chason was the year after. That was the Micah Parsons year. Uh, was, oh. You're right. Yeah. It was oh, what's his name? He went to. Oh God, I, I can only rewind my brain so far. <laughs> uh, the power of Google. Yes. Um. It was. Uh, in fact, no, you're right. It was Kevin Chasing. You're right. <laughs> Look at that. I stand correct. I do apologize, Meg. I thought Kevin Chasen was the year after. Oh well, that's when we were talking about certain and um. Yeah, the deep. Yeah, it, yeah. So yeah, Kevin Chasen was the guy I really did want. He ended up going to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number twenty. Wait, can you and, uh, can you say that I'm right again? I just like to hear it. it. Say what again? Sorry. Say that I'm right. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, if you could see the glow on Meg's face right now, her, her she's just taking it all in. She's like, "Yep, I know my football." Yep. It's like I'm not gonna let this Scotsman tell me otherwise. <laughs> I was really gonna let him tell me. If you can look it up, I was just gonna be like, "Yeah, he's right." <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I yeah, that was a big L for me there. Big L. <laughs> well, okay, so I mean. Did, have you seen the uh, like the DAC yard practices that are going on? Mm. <coughs> yeah, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Just caught me off guard there. Yes, <laughs> I, I yeah. off guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I have. And uh, Dak and Lamb been working together in his backyard, this like half a football field at his mansion. Um, so, but Lamb looks in fantastic shape. Looks infant like so. I'm very excited, but I'll tell you something though. Well, so uh, there was. I'm just gonna quick make quick note of who was there. Oh, so yeah. it was okay. Jake Ferguson, Simi Fahoko, and Zeke Elliott. 
Yep. So Seek still, still yep, Seek's still working. And that and again, we're actually kind of going I mean, back to that. So I feel like every everyone can chill on the freak out there. But uh Yeah, like the weird thing is is like no one's actually went to go and see about Seek yet, but no other teams have inquired about him yet. He yeah. might he might actually come back. Who knows? Oh, we will see. I I don't know. I'm I wouldn't be mad about it, I'll tell you that much. Um well, we would have to be a different number, though. Of course. Like, yeah. now, Stephen Gilmore's now number 21. I'm just wondering if you'll actually oh. go for it. I'm sorry. If he came back, so somehow in this world, Ezekiel Elliott came back, that man is giving up 21. I'm sorry. He has to. He has to give up 21. Also, wait, they're on opposite sides of the ball. They can have the same number. That'd be annoying. Oh, that would be confusing. That would be confusing. Yeah, because I was like, they didn't they just do like a rule about this recently? Uh, I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't. Jalen Smith switching his number to nine, which That's could true. still be had on the other side. So yeah, I mean, they could just keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's in development. We'll see what happens. But but going back to like the CD Lamb and stuff like that. He is looking in fantastic condition. But I'll tell you something, though. RJ, our, our editor-in-chief, posted a couple of pictures on his uh, on the blog and the boys and his own Instagram of Jalen Tolbert, who also looks like he's packed on a good couple of muscle and looks in fantastic shape. So Yeah, he definitely would, raised his weight. Yeah, like he looked, let's be perfectly honest, like he was quite undersized when we drafted him, but yeah. he's, defi- he's definitely piled on the muscle this year. Um, is this going to be a redemption year for, for Jalen Tolbert? Like, is he going to come back? Like, so, like, are we actually, do we need to draft on a wide receiver? So, again, just kind of leaves so much more open end questions to what direction are we going in this draft? Because are we going to be happy with how Tolbert's progressed in the offseason? Because the coaches will be paying every single bit of attention to what he's doing right now. I don't know if any of this will be enough to keep them from doing, like, picking someone that could potentially re- replace him. Um, it would probably be, like, do that, like, do whatever they want to do. And if they pick someone, like, we'll see who gets what spot when we go to training camp and you earn it that way. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that, um, you know, he he did need that weight, and he looks pretty explosive um, from the videos. So that's all good things there. I, but I fell into the trap, and I I have always said I wouldn't do that, and I definitely fell into it last year with, like, Zeke's the best, like, he's ever looked or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. And he didn't have, like, he had a good year. I'm not going to argue with that. And people will argue with that, but I'm not arguing with it. Um, people, people don't appreciate what the... the people don't appreciate tra- uh, running backs that block. Yeah, and running backs that actually take on the most hits and take up the dirty yards. Yeah. Like, he, like Zeke has definitely developed more into that power back style, which really does wear more on your body a bit more, but it... It's a safety net type of running back. Like if you're like third and doubt, like third and two or something like that, he's going to get you those two extra yards every yeah. single time. Like 
But again, it really just depends. Are the offensive line can they make their blocks? But he like it's the yards after contact is is so really good that like after contact you'll get those five yards, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So um it's so weird that we're 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 going back to talking about Zeke because he's officially he's not he's been I cut. Don't think it will happen, but you know. It's it's a question mark with a light yeah. bulb. It gives us so much to muse about while we're, uh, you know, drowning in mock drafts. So, yeah, I've just literally thinking about the meme of Jim Carrey going, really, really, really. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just right, thinking. Well, I'm just trying to think what else do we need to cover in this, this episode. I think that's about wraps it up. Unless you huh. got something on your brain that you want to let us in on. Um, I think we have kind of covered everything so far. Like we have covered like some trade back scenarios. We've talked about a uh, the the chisel jaw of Michael Meyer. Um, we've also talked about a uh, like CD Lamb and. What can we dag? And most of the bits of Jalen Jalen Tolbert. I think that's pretty much it. Because other than that, like there has been players and in, uh, interviews and stuff like that, but that's been covered in the other shows for blogging about. So be sure to go and check out all the other shows, all the other podcasts. Be sure to go and check them out. There's something every day wherever you listen every day. to podcasts. So rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, tell Paul, go East something pirates. East Coast Pride. <laughs> East something Pirates. I am definitely using that next time. Tell him, tell tell him Megan's right. Um. Oh right, and yeah, now and actually, my dog is actually now coming to tell me it's like, yeah, Meg's right. Oh yeah, no, well that's true. Arnie is on my side. Now I have my dog saying, "Feed me." <laughs> All right, guys. Um, until next week, Paul, where can they find you? Yes, guys, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at I am Peace Do. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. How about yeah. Philly for never? Like Meg said, Meg's always right. <laughs>